I had this TTC driver recently. I got on a bus and I went to sit in a seat. I was in a rush. It was at the end of the day. I had already worked a full day. I guess I was a little oblivious. I noticed a seat. It had a sign on it. But I don't live in this eh, 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 fear, pandemonium, COVID-19, coronavirus, be fearful for your life, eh, 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 fear, pandemonium, control, paranoia. Like, I don't live in that world. I'm not, it's a fucking game. It's a child's game and I'm, I'm barely paying attention to it. I'm just waiting for people to shut up and get back to normal. So it's like, I'm not living in this reality that they're trying to set forth. I'm like oblivious to it. Fuck it. It's nonsense. You know? It's a bunch of mumbo jumbo. So like I was kind of absent-minded. I'm like, oh, some stupid thing, whatever. Oh, what's that note say? Whatever. I went I sat down. It was reserved seating. The bus driver goes, um, Don't sit there, man! A grown man giving another grown man an order. Don't sit there, man! Now I'm not above reproach and I like to think my ego's in check. I wouldn't even have mind if he had a um, stern yet respectable dealing with me. Had he been stern but respectable, I would have I wouldn't have had no problem. Had he been like Sir can you please not sit there? You know, he's getting a little snippy. You know, he's a little upset. <sighs> Sir, can you please not sit there? I could have accepted that. No harm, no foul. I technically was in the wrong. As much as I disagree with all this COVID-19 horseshit, there was a sign clearly labeled. I was just a little absent-minded. He would be in the right to tell me that. Sir, could you please not sit there? Okay, whatever. No harm, no foul. Get up and move. You know, he's getting a little testy, a little snippy, but I see his point. Okay. But his words to me were, Don't sit there, man! Is that an order? You're giving me orders? You do know you're talking to another man, don't you? Like man to man, you're talking to... Another man? You giving me an order? You giving me an order, pal? Now, I ain't no tough guy. I ain't looking to start no kerfuffle. But I ain't getting ordered around like some fucking dime store clown. Like, come on now. You're talking to another man. Man. So I got up, right? And I'm just like, wait, 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 wait. He was like pulling out of the station and he's like, what? I was like, wait, 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 wait. Can you let me off? He's like, what? Can you let me off? I got off, got on another bus. What, what do you think you're the only, you think you're the only bus game in town, baby? You think you're the only bus game in town, baby? You know, bitches and bozos are like buses. You know, you miss one, you catch another. Ain't no fucking big deal. You think you're the only bus game in town, baby? Talking to me like that? Don't sit there, man. You ain't giving me no orders, buddy. Can you pull over? And I got off. Now I know what you're thinking. Well, what what do you mean? You, You got off. You got off the bus. He won. No, he didn't win. Bitches and bozos are like buses. You miss one, you catch another. Secondly, he gave me an order. Don't sit there, man. Wait, 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 wait. Now I'm giving you an order. Can you pull the bus over? I'm not his bus. I'm not his boss. I'm not his bus conductor or supervisor. Who am I to tell him to pull the bus over? But I did, because I didn't like his tone. You're going to talk to me disrespectful? You're going to talk down to me, give me orders? Don't sit there, man. You're going to talk to me like a child? 
well, maybe I'll talk to you like a child. Wait, 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 wait. Can you pull the bus over? I'm going to have you stop your um, daily business and routine and take an order from me. Actually, I'm giving an order. Can you pull the bus over? And I got off and I got on another one directly. Bitches and bozos are like buses. You miss one, you catch another. Think you're the only bus game in town, baby? Bozo? Blockhead? Bonehead? Bird brain? Boombaclot? Got on another bus. You can tell everybody this is a song. I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind that I put it down in words. How beautiful life is. You're in the world. Like a candle in the wind. What up? It's your chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan. Reporting live for duty. On this magnificent March, whoopsie doodle, April 3rd, still on Google on time, I guess, April 3rd, 2021, in the year of our Lord 2021, what am I babbling about? Welcome and bienvenue to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. How you doing, folks? Certainly glad to be here with you. If you're new to the show, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast, this is a show where I bitch, whine, squawk, bellyache, and kibitz about myself in order to relate to y'all self, y'all the dear listener, y'all the dear viewer. Shared experiences, kindred souls, BFFs forever. I don't know why I'm pointing a gun at you, an imaginary gun, a pistol, you know? I shoot from the hip on this mother, you know, on this mother jammer. You never know what's going to come out of this boom clot, you know, babbling brook, you know. <laughs> Thucker and thuckatash, you know. I squawk it up a blue streak on this one, folks, you know. Current events, pop culture, entertainment, politics, the times of the time, the whole kit and caboodle, folks. You can't go wrong. Yes. And if you are new to the show... Something that we've been doing, you know, in 2021, you know, uh, post-pandemic, hopefully, a new thing here on JR the P. There's a way for y'all to support the show. I'm selling shit on Amazon, folks. Take a look at this puppy, this head garment, this head garment that I'm wearing. Look at this puppy, folks. This is what is known as the... Uh, I don't know, the clape something or other brimless boater hat, some sort of brimless cap. Yeah, going for under $20 on Amazon, folks. Smoke them if you got them. Yeah, it's a brimless cap, you know. It's that really, uh, that real Jughead Jones, you know, from Archie Comics, you know. Jughead Jones from, you know, Archie Double Digest, Betty Double Digest, Jughead Double Digest. It's got that real Archie, that real Jughead Jones look, that brimless cap, you know. And I love Archie and the whole gang, you know, Big Moose, Big Ethel, <laughs> you know, Betty, Veronica, Reggie, Dylan, Chuck, the black guy. <laughs> yes, balls. Don't think I forgot about him. Chuck, um, you know, Mr. Weatherby. <laughs> Mr. Mrs. Grundy, you know, you know, Mr. Weatherby and Mr. Grundy, Mr. Weatherby and Ms. Grundy, they were getting their fucking kink on, the mold perverts, you know, so I love Archie and the whole gang, you know, and, you know, this is one of them Jughead Jones throwbacks, you know, available on Amazon, folks, under $20, smoke them if you got them, yeah, and when you make a purchase on Amazon through one of my links, you don't have to buy this Jughead Jones brimless cap, you know. But whenever you make a purchase on Amazon through one of my links, you know, whatever purchase you make, you know, let's say you're buying your regular purchases. Maybe you shop on Amazon for dildos or sex kink toys or I don't know, you know. Whatever paraphernalia your pervert persona 
is, you know, playing with whatever normal purchases that you make on Amazon, you know, through one of my links, I get a little bit of a kickback. See what I'm saying, folks? I get a bit of a referral fee at no additional cost to you. You earn JR the P a referral fee, a kickback for driving traffic. Hallelujah. And there's also the free way to support the show. Hit that like button, share, subscribe, you know. The show is available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, my own website, jonathan-ramcharan.com. And please, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, if you're digging the show, folks, please help my black ass out. Share me with a friend. Sharing's caring, folks. You know what truly is. Yeah. Quick sip of water. Water break, balls. Don't mind me, balls. It's hot. It gets hot. Uh, you know when you be squawking under them lights when the camera flashes on you? It gets hot. Oh, there we go. So I want to kick off the cast with this week. Kick off the cast with a little discussion. I'm going to talk to y'all about the Toronto Transit Commission. The Toronto Transit Commission, the TTC. These mother jammers. Very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting dynamic like public transportation in general and also in this post-pandemic era, these times, public transit. You go on the bus or the streetcar or the subway. During this pandemic, you have all these like little notifications. It's like, this seat is reserved. Don't sit in this seat. Don't sit in that seat. Blah, 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 blah. And it's all kind of redonkulous when you think about it. Because like we're all in an enclosed capsule, breathing in air. You know, there ain't really no social distancing going on. No significant social distancing at any rate. So whether one mother jamma sits in this seat or the other mother jamma sits in that seat, what bumbaclot fuck difference does it fucking make, you dummy bozo bonehead? You know, if you reserve one seat skip a seat and then open up one seat there's like a what a one foot gap in between these mother jammas you're still breathing the same air you bozo bird brain boneheads bloody redonkulous (laughs) you know and i've been dealing with that lately you know carting my carcass hauling my carcass to and fro you know trying to turn a lousy buck at this job that i work Pardon the squeak, folks. I got to get this chair fixed, you know? <laughs> you know? It's a squeaky chair. Never mind that. But um, yeah, I'm going to get it fixed. But anyway, you know, car- carting this carcass, hauling this frame of mine to and fro, I've been dealing with a lot on public transit. <laughs> and when you live in a big city... The disparity between people, different ages, different religions, different races and creeds, it makes no difference. There's just such a disparaging gap. And I think a lot of times it comes down to attitudes and outlooks. You know, how how people are raised in their homes. That's a wider discussion. But suffice to say, there's a lot of panhandlers and scragglers and changers and buggers and beggars on the public transit. It's like they run a loop of, they just kind of scraggle. Like they sneak onto the subway, they sneak onto the streetcar, and they just walk up and down all day. They start at like 6 a.m., the first train, all aboard. 
First train in the morning, they're scraggling back and forth. <laughs> Got any change? Got any change? Panhandling at 6 a.m. Until like the wee hours of the morning. You know, the streetcar opens at... Well, the streetcar goes 24-7, most of them, in Toronto. Then the subway goes like, I don't know, 6.30 a.m. till 2 a.m., you know? From 6 a.m. in the morning to 2 a.m. at night slash morning, you know, early into the morning hours. So throughout that period, throughout that time... People just wandering around aimlessly with the panhandling and the begging and the mental delusions. Comes in point, comes a point where as a TTC patron, you know, you got to protect yourself. You know, you got to be open-eyed and aware of what's going on. I'm packing a fish whacker. Take a look at this, folks. This is what is known as a fish whacker. You know, you can buy them on Amazon. You know, I'm packing a fish whacker. Just in case one of these, um, you know, deranged lunatics gets fresh with me. You know, I'm going to whack them over the head with my fish whacker. You know, I'm telling you. I mean, I've had times where you're on the streetcar and some goofball will just like. (gasps) I remember one time this guy just like, you know, he gets onto the streetcar, right? And he's like. (sighs) <sighs> then he like you know I'm sitting at the back of the bus right I'm like oh god and his jaw's just going right <sighs> and he hoofs it right up to where I'm sitting at the back of the bus <sighs> <sighs> plops himself right down next to me <sighs> stretches out on the back seat pulls his legs onto the back seat he's stretched out on the back seat of the bus I get up and I walk off, right? I'm like, I am out of here. Get me out of here. I get up and I walk off, right? This guy, you know, he he's rolling around on the back of the bus. <sighs> Finally, at some point, he gets up. I guess it was his stop. I don't even know how the hell he knew because he was like in a stupor. All of a sudden, he just kind of springs too. <sighs> Maybe he got hit with some Norcan or something. <sighs> Is that what they call that? That fucking fentanyl rejuvenator? Norcan or whatever? I guess he got zapped with a can of Norcan or something. Springs out of his slumber. <laughs> Comes stumbling over towards me, right? Just like staring at me, right? And he was a big fella, you know, he was like 6'1", you know, he had like an inch or two on me, I'm 5'11", he's like 6'1", had a couple inches on me, and he was a wiry kind of dude, he looked like he had some strength to him, I could tell, he had some strength to him, wiry type of dude, he had these big mitts on him, he had these big meaty mitts on him, these big, big mitts, big fists, and he's just, <gasps> staring at me, right, I'm just like, Don't. I could see the wheels turning in his head, and I just said, Don't. And he goes, huh? What? <sighs> Brushes on past me. And from that day forward, I'm, I'm like, Yo, I'm packing a fish whacker. From that day forward, I'm packing a fish whacker. I even got one of them, uh, you know, keychain devices. Take a look at that, you know feel like a little bit of a little woman carrying this, you know, but you never know when it comes in handy. It's like one of them, you know, keychain, you know, uh, jabbing devices. Packs a wallop to your punch. You know, if you're ever in a jam, you ever catch yourself in a jam and, you know, <sighs> some fucking deranged beggar is attacking you on the bus, you know, just pop that out of your pocket and, you know, give him a couple jabs in the old rib cage. Guy would do what you can. You know, 
It's been very interesting this last week, taking public transit, TTC. During this time, man, there's a lot of strangeness. And it's kind of funny because I notice the crazy activity seems to subside in the winter. It's like they actively choose. That's the interesting thing. They actively choose when to be crazy. So I don't just buy it as, oh, it's nonsensical blibble blabble. It's nonsensical jargon that these people do and they're out of their mind and they can't help themselves. No, they're very smart and focused on what they want to focus. When they want to make an issue of something, they do. When they see it as something that they don't want to commit to or if it's inconvenient for them, they don't. During the cold winter months, it's too cold. It's a bit of a headache to act crazy on a bus in like minus 20 weather. They wait until springtime to craziness is in full bloom. You know, once them flowers and petunias come poking out, so do the fucking basket cases and deranged mental lunacy. You know, they're very cunning and clever when they want to be. I've noticed that. During the winter season, you don't really see much of this on the streetcar or on the bus. But as soon as, you know, the weather warms up, it comes out. And what about the people that know better? Oh my God. You ever be stuck on a bus next to a phone babbler? I say, good morning, sweetheart. You'll be stuck on a bus next to one of them babblers, one of them mother jammers. Bloody hell. You know? As I commute to work, you know, um, I'm working right now. One of the current threads of JR the P. I've started my own production company, Noi Productions. And a part of facilitating those responsibilities, got to earn some money. You know, I got to put some money into the pot in order to keep my dream, my production company, Noi Productions, afloat. You know, I got a day gig. And a part of that is, you know, working daily as a working stiff. So when I'm doing my commuting, on the streetcar to my day job, it could be like six o'clock in the morning. You know, and the working person can attest to this, or just, I don't know, whoever, whoever takes public transit, students, um, you know, travelers. First thing in the morning, you see these mother jammers talking up a blue streak on the phone. It's like, <laughs> you are. Talking a mile a minute, first thing in the morning on a moving bus, it's 6.30 in the morning. Shut up. Shut up. There is a certain neediness and counterproductive intuition that can be deduced from somebody willing to just blah, 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 full conversation at 6.30 in the morning on a moving bus. If that's me, I'd be like, you know, you're talking to your wife, you're talking to your husband, you're talking to your kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to stop you right there, honey. I am coming home tonight, right? Do you believe me? Do you believe that I'm coming home tonight? See you when I get home. There's a certain like neediness and counterproductive strangeness to a person who would just go in to talk to somebody first thing in the morning on a phone. <laughs> See you when I get home. Talk to you later. I'm on a moving bus right now. Bye. The day has barely even started. Bye. And you see these people, there's like, you know, one out of 30 people on a bus will just blah, 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 disrupt the whole fucking bus. It's just like, shut up. Not only am I packing a fish whacker and a rape whistle kit, I'm also packing earplugs. 
I stuffed these earplugs in my ear to like save me from the pointless babble of these idiots. There's something off way squilly going on with a person who does that. At least from my judgment. <laughs> and, you know, I also find it, um, find it a bit of a conundrum as well, where it's like, where do you look? You ever had that problem? It's like, what do you listen to? You, you know, you hear all this blah, blah, blah around you. Your attention's always being taken. And on top of which, where do you look? I mean, you're sitting there. You look straight ahead, there's a wall. and Or you look straight ahead, there's a, another TTC bus rider. You know, you know, you're always like averting people's gaze. Averting the gaze of like random strangers. Uh, you don't know where to look. That's a headache as well. <laughs> you know, sometimes I pretend like I'm asleep. <laughs> it's awkward, you know? Like I got like a, you know, an hour. I got like an hour long subway ride of like pretending I'm asleep. <laughs> and even when you do, that doesn't even stop a panhandler. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Wake up. Wake up. Spirit change. Spirit change. They'll like come up to you and like talk at you even when your eyes are closed. Spirit change. Spirit change. <laughs> Redonkulous. So yes, public transit, a very interesting thing in this time. Post-pandemic and just in general. And a lot of times, even the drivers, the TTC operators, the bus drivers, the train train conductors, streetcar drivers, they play games, I notice. They play their little games as well. It's such a strange thing in the world where so much of life is undefined and it's hard to make tops or tails of it. And people in their ego and arrogance and their self-importantness I check this out. You can relate to this if you, you know, take trains or transit. There's a bus stop. There's a pole indicating the bus stop. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is that not the goal line? Right? The pole. The pole with the transit information. That's the goal line. That's where the transit train, streetcar, generally stops. Here's the pole. Here's the bus. It stops in front of the pole. Lately, I've been noticing my streetcar conductor, this bozo, this blockhead, he don't stop at the pole. So you'll be standing at the pole. He'll stop like... So then you have to walk over. But then sometimes he'll... Stop and go. You know, he'll stop short. You'll go over to meet him. Then he'll continue on. It's like this little back and forth game he's been playing with me. Now, I'm not trying to take it personal and shit the bed over it, but it's been really ruffling my feathers. Because he like, you know, he'll stop short, stop and go. And you look like a complete idiot, like trying to like chase down a streetcar to get on. It's like, would you stand still, would you? Do you mind if I get on? I am a paying customer, you know. So, there's a little bit of that been going on, testing my patience. <laughs> Don't make any sense to me. Is what it is. I guess I can't really think too much about it. Um, another bus driver got fresh with me the other day. Check this. So, like I mentioned, there's all these, like, designated seating arrangements due to <coughs> COVID-19. <laughs> so, um, pardon my folks. See all this, like, see all those alarms? See all that? You could probably hear it, rather. Do you hear all these, um, uh, that's the chaos of the world. That's like the pandemonia of pandemic, the overinflated importance, the overinflated sensationalism of people. I guarantee, I can almost guarantee Nothing's going on there. 
this blaring siren, this wow, oh my god, somebody made some French toast and they burned it. Attention, attention, emergency, emergency, nothing's going on here. We live in this weird world where attention and ego is just out of control in the average person. And I'm not even going to have any humility here. I'm not like that. I don't want people's attention for no reason. I take the responsibility and commitment to do J.R. the P. Jonathan Ramtran the podcast. I thank you very much for your viewership. I thank you very much for your listenership. That is what I'm seeking in this venue. But when I'm out about in my daily business, the last thing that I want... And the last thing that I need is unwarranted attention. I don't seek it. I don't want it. I don't like people looking at me. I don't like people talking to me. I don't like people paying any attention to me when I'm out and about in my daily business. It's of no use to me. That's why I consider and I overemphasize like, these situations, like I, like I mentioned, the phone babbler, blah, 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 talking up a blue streak on the phone. You're distracting everybody. You're gaining everybody's attention for your stupid babbling. It's pointless. And what are you seeking? What are you seeking? You want all this attention. You need this attention. You need the attention of the person on the other end of the phone. You obviously don't mind, or at least, you at least don't mind the fact that you're drawing all this attention to yourself. And for what? For what? Are you growing spiritually from this? Are you making money from this? You can almost guarantee when somebody's talking on a bus, on a phone, they're not growing spiritually from it and they're not making money off of it. Therefore, at least in my estimation, it's pointless. When I'm in a conversation with somebody, I would like to either be Growing spiritually, like I'm enjoying this on a spiritual level, or I'm making money. Otherwise, there's no point. And these people, oh, yeah, you know, so so-and-so, blah, 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 at work today, and daily ba-ba-da-ba-doo, and what are you doing? Where are you going? What are you? you needy, stupid simpleton. Shut the fuck up. Hang up that phone. Focus on yourself. I'm like a dictator. I want to control people. (laughs) I want to control when they talk and who they talk to. (sighs) Maybe it's just a symptom of pandemic too. Coming out of like this, coming into this post-pandemic world, I'm noticing, I'm like, you know, I really don't miss listening to people. That That was like one of the nice things about being in quarantine. It's like, wow, no more pointless conversations with people. Now I've returned to the real world where people talk freely. <gasps> but anyway, back to the TTC driving point. Um, I had this TTC driver recently. I got on a bus and I went to sit in a seat. I was in a rush. It was at the end of the day. I had already worked a full day. I guess I was a little oblivious. I noticed a seat, it had a sign on it. But I don't live in this eh, 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 fear, pandemonium, COVID-19, coronavirus, be fearful for your life, eh, 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 fear, pandemonium, control, paranoia. Like, I don't live in that world. I'm not, it's a fucking game. It's a child's game and I'm, I'm barely paying attention to it. I'm just waiting for people to shut up and get back to normal. So it's like, I'm not living in this reality that they're trying to set forth. I'm like oblivious to it. Fuck it. It's nonsense. You know? It's a bunch of mumbo jumbo. So like I was kind of absent-minded. I'm like, oh, some stupid thing, whatever. Oh, what's that note say? Whatever. I went and I sat down. It was reserved seating. The bus driver goes, um, Don't sit there, man! A grown man giving another grown man an order. Don't sit there, man. <laughs> now I'm not above reproach and I like to think my ego's in check. 
I wouldn't even have mind if he had a um, stern yet respectable dealing with me. Had he been stern but respectable, I would have. I wouldn't have had no problem. Had he been like, "Sir, can you please not sit there?" You know, he's getting a little snippy. You know, he's a little upset. <sighs> Sir, can you please not sit there? I could have accepted that. No harm, no foul. I technically was in the wrong. As much as I disagree with all this COVID-19 horseshit, there was a sign clearly labeled. I was just a little absent-minded. He would be in the right to tell me that. Sir, <sighs> could you please not sit there? Okay, so Whatever. No harm, no foul. Get up and move. You know, he's getting a little testy, a little snippy, but I see his point. Okay. But his words to me were, Don't sit there, man! Is that an order? You're giving me orders? You do know you're talking to another man, don't you? Like man to man, you're talking to another man. You're giving me an order? you give me an order, pal? Now, I ain't no tough guy. I ain't looking to start no kerfuffle. But I ain't getting ordered around like some fucking dime store clown. Like, come on now. You're talking to another man. Man. So I got up, right? And I'm just like, wait, 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 wait. He was like pulling out of the station. And he's like, what? I was like, wait, 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 wait. Can you let me off? He's like, what? Can you let me off? I got off, got on another bus. What, what do you think you're the only, you think you're the only bus game in town, baby? You think you're the only bus game in town, baby? You know, bitches and bozos are like buses. You know, you miss one, you catch another. Ain't no fucking big deal. You think you're the only bus game in town, baby? Talking to me like that? Don't sit there, man. You ain't giving me no orders, buddy. Can you pull over? And I got off. Now I know what you're thinking. Well, what what do you mean? You, You got off. You got off the bus. He won. No, he didn't win. Bitches and bozos are like buses. You miss one, you catch another. Secondly, he gave me an order. Don't sit there, man. Wait, 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 wait. Now I'm giving you an order. Can you pull the bus over? I'm not his bus. I'm not his boss. I'm not his bus conductor or supervisor. Who am I to tell him to pull the bus over? But I did, because I didn't like his tone. You going to talk to me disrespectful? You're going to talk down to me? Give me orders? Don't sit there, man. You're going to talk to me like a child? Well, maybe I'll talk to you like a child. Wait, 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 wait. Can you pull the bus over? I'm going to have you stop your um, daily business and routine and take an order from me. Actually, I'm giving an order. Can you pull the bus over? And I got off and I got on another one. Directly. Bitches and bozos are like buses. You miss one, you catch another. Think you're the only bus game in town, baby? Bozo? Blockhead? Bonehead? Bird brain? Boomba-clot? Got on another bus. So, you know, bus riding, public transit during pandemic, you know, It's very interesting. So this is something that's kind of been in my world past week or so as I'm committing to my new um, job and as I'm moving forward with my production company, Noi Productions. Now, I can't really run a business on a bus, but what I'm saying is like as I go out into the world and I'm pushing for my goals, trying to make my dreams a reality, Very interesting. Very interesting. And the lesson there is, um, you know, 
You got to deal with people in grace, with grace intact. And you got to know when, um, you got to know when to respond. You don't have to get all up in arms over every little thing, but I think it's important to be aware that, hey, if somebody's just going to take it upon themselves to talk to you like a child and give you an order, there's a time in which to speak up. Hey, if it's a boss, sometimes your boss is going to have a situation where they're going to lose their patience and speak at you in a very commanding manner. As the employee, you might have to, you know, take a slice of humble pie and, you know, yes, boss, you know. Take your role within the company, okay? If that's what the boss says, that's what the boss says. But if some random swinging dick or flapping vagina out there in the public atmosphere wants to just give you an instruction, don't sit there, man. Hey, I ain't trying to puff my chest up as some tough guy, but um, let me make it clear. You don't give me orders. Can you pull the buzz over? Catch another one. And, you know, in this time of pandemic, you know, one thing that's different or not even different, really, um, kind of par for the course is this like stop and go, stilt and go kind of um, jarring, opening, closing, reopening, closing. The province of Ontario is now in another one month lockdown. There was a... There's been lockdowns throughout 2020. Going into 2021, there's there's been lockdowns. It's like comical at this point. I think even business in general is like, my new employer, they haven't mentioned anything to me about it, like in an email. I think people in general are just really getting kind of fed up with the constant back and forth, different strange, different variants, uh, blah, blah, blah. open, close, reopen, close, scared, uh, bubbly doo, deadly dumb, all this stupid, like, it's comical at this point. It's like, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Like, who's even really listening to it? Yeah, you can get slapped with a fine, I'm sure, and the heavy hand of the law will fucking, you know, make life difficult for you. But I think people are, I mean, it's in the news cycle right now, and it doesn't seem like it's, Maybe it's just my perspective, but it's not penetrating. It's just like, you know, the public, you know, the government's going to consider implementing blibbly dibbly dubba dubba do. I mean, until it's a law-making situation, I think people are just like, let them talk. Like, what are you going to do? Slap me with a fine? What are you going to do? Give me a ticket? Like, fuck off with this stupid blah, blah, blah. I don't know if anyone's going to be really listening to it because this lockdown... This new lockdown that's supposedly going to be in place for the next month, it seems very comical. It, does, it doesn't have the same feeling as the past ones. The previous ones seemed to get a lot of attention in the news and people were talking about it. This lockdown's just kind of like, well, what's new? Like, whatever, like, we're just going to do what we want anyway. Like, I hope that's some of the personal liberty and freedom moving forward, like, whatever, we're just going to do what we want anyway, keep your lip service to yourself, basically, like, fuck off. Don't control my life. <laughs> so anyway, we'll see what happens. Apparently, uh, the province of Ontario is in a lockdown right now. I don't know, whatever. Um... Quick sip of water. Water break balls. Don't mind me balls. So granted that we are in a lockdown right now. My position, I work in a warehouse. So shipping, receiving, that is somewhat considered a essential service. Um, I guess in retail to an extent but whatever I mean who is the government to say what is or isn't essential fuck them they're not essential which they just shut up and mind their own business really but I don't know 
Um, I'm grateful to be working. And um, as I am working this new job, it's an opportunity for me to commit to my employer to earn an income and grow my personal dream, my personal vision. Noi Productions, not of it Productions. That's the production company that um, I'm working, I'm growing at, producing my own content, various um, projects and ideas, well in the work going forward. Noi Productions. So, in order to facilitate that goal, that dream, I work a blue-collar warehouse job to facilitate that. I'm a working stiff. I'm putting all my experience, you know, working with my mitts, working with my hands as a worker. I'm trying to use that experience to put into my company. And, you know, it's been a very interesting week. You know, this is it, this has been the third week of this new job. And, you know, a few interesting things coming up. Um, I had a situation where I realized, like, I intuitively realized, wow, like, I am done with the mentality of being a worker bee. Now, there ain't nothing wrong with I guess renting yourself out. I mean, isn't that what we do? I'm like, I'm renting myself out as a warehouse worker to make money, to support myself and to put into my endeavors. We rent ourselves out at different rates of pay. You know what I mean? Ain't nothing wrong with it. If you're a high-skilled tradesperson and, you know, you get a contract, you rent yourself, you lend yourself to that contract, you make some good money. You know, if you're a professional, um, an academic type professional, lawyer, engineer, doctor, you know, you rent yourself out, you lend yourself out to um, your employer at a reasonable rate, at a rate that you feel you are well compensated for. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So, you know, we all do it to a certain extent. But where I am at, I I personally, my personal vision is I want to be the boss. Pay the cost to be the boss. Pay the cost to be the boss. Look at me. What do you see? You see a bad mother. Bad mother. Pay the cost to be the boss, folks. That comes with, you know, responsibility. So I'm no longer content. To just rent myself out and take orders from any old swinging dick. No, 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 no. So I work towards my goals and I humbly await the revelations. And I had a situation where, like I said, I'm new on this job and um, this coworker, she was just like imposing and being onerous on me and. Where's Jonathan? I need Jonathan for this. Jonathan, Jonathan, I need Jonathan for this. It's urgent. And she's like imposing herself and kind of getting on me. And I I kind of had, I remember I had like an out-of-body experience in a sense. I kind of like saw myself from an overhead view. I saw her. I saw myself. I saw the situation. I was just kind of like looking at it very detached. Like, and I had a very grateful moment. I'm like, wow. I'm happy that I see this. I'm happy that I'm seeing the kind of irrationality and overbearingness of the situation. And, I cl- and I'm glad that my mindset is I'm working towards being an owner-operator. And this too shall pass. Just like pandemic, just like the pains of uncertainty... This too shall pass. One day my harvest will come in. And this is relatable to everyone. If you put in that time, that due diligence, if you stand up for yourself, if you improve, if you make steps toward your personal goals and freedoms, this all too shall pass. And I was looking at this moment with a very detached, like, viewpoint of, 
I'm no longer content just being some worker bee, pencil pushing, dummy, dilettante, dipshit. I'm giving orders. I'm giving, like somebody just walking up on me, giving me orders. I was just like looking at her and like, wow, this is funny. And I'm not going to be doing this much longer. Hopefully, hopefully these days will soon be behind me where, and granted, more responsibility, more problems, more money, more problems, as Puffy would say. Every step I take, every move I make, every single day, every time I pray, I'll be missing you. It's kind of hard with you not around. Every day we pray for you. Till the day we meet again in my heart's where I keep my friend. Give anything to hear half your breath. Still know you'll know living your life after death. <clears throat> you know, as Bad Boy would say, as Puffy would say, more money, more problems. I know of no one they You get the point, right? But like, more money, more problems. Just because you pay the cost to be the boss don't mean that you're just going to be sitting in an ivory tower commanding from a distant, remote-controlled dictator. Like, you're going to have customers creeping up on you with their impositions and problems. You're going to have co-workers, employees with their, you know, blibbly-blobbly-boo, bippity-boppity-boo. And, hey, that's the cost of being the boss but it's a different vibe a different energy where it's like okay well yeah i deal with this but i also deal with who i want to deal with in the story i told you there about that imposing co-worker i didn't choose to deal with her i don't want to deal with her she chose to deal with me she chose to get into my orbit and Give me instructions and impose upon me and blah, 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 blah. She chose to come at me. When it's like kind of laughable because it's like, well, that's just in your head. It's in her head to be needing me and what I can do for her. It's not really my job description. It's her viewpoint. Right? Right? She chose it. She chose to come at me that way. And as I am a contracted employer, a contracted employee, rather, I have to behave professionally. If I want to keep my job, if I want to be effective in the job place, I have to deal with her. Whereas if I'm an owner-operator and I'm coming up with coming up against customers or employees that I don't want to deal with, that would be my luxury, my prerogative to be like, actually, perhaps it's best at this point. Um, you know, we're coming to a misunderstanding. The way forward doesn't seem doable. Perhaps we better put this on the back burner till... A further date. I'm throwing the towel in. We can't go forward here. We're going to have to straighten this out, find a different solution. But um, no, I, I, I don't like the way this is being dealt with. And the answer is no. Pay the cost to be the boss. That's one of the privileges of being the boss. No. That idea, that statement, that um, opinion of yours. No. So I really look forward to that day because I was looking at this imposing coworker and I just, you know, I had to serve my employer. I had to be respectful in the job place. And I look forward to the day when I'm operating as an owner operator and I have that liberty to just be like, no, I don't like what's being said here and what's being done. And the answer is no. And the subtext of that is, fuck off. <laughs> so those will be, uh, that would be a nice day. And it's also nice to goof off too, you know, on the company dime, you know. They make a dollar, you make a dime, that's why you shit. 
on company time, it's always good to goof off a little bit if you can manage, you know, while you're on the clock. I have this other co-worker. Um, I don't know, she's like, you know, self-proclaimed grandmother. She's always going off and off about how old she is. And I noticed that whenever, you know, there'll be times when, you know, we'll be off out and about to put out a fire, you know, it's a warehouse situation. So sometimes we're called to one end of the warehouse. Sometimes we're called to another end of the warehouse to put out a fire. And, you know, we'd be on the march. We'd be on the trail of the situation. And my coworker sometimes, you know, will come up against a staircase. This grandmother, I don't know how old she is really, but, you know, she calls herself a grandmother. She's a grandmother. Sometimes we'll get to the staircase and... She'll like bound up the staircase as if she's like a, you know, bouncing baby, you know, a springtime chicken, you know. She'll put everything she has into jumping up these stairs in front of me. And it's like, (laughs) Miss, I'm like a 34-year-old man who is contemplating getting into mixed martial arts to learn how to put people's teeth upside their head if they take the wrong tone with me. You know, one thing I've learned since coming into my 30s is like, there's only so much a man can take. Now, I ain't no violent person. I don't like it. But it's like, that's the one thing I noticed about being 30 is like, certain things that used to fly with me in my 20s and even in my teens, as a young man, it's like, I ain't so cool with. Like, sometimes somebody will take a sharp tone with me, and I'll just be like, I, not for nothing, I would fight you. (laughs) You know? Whereas before, mum was the word, zip the bottom lip. You know? These days, I catch myself looking at persons when they catch a tone. Like, I would like to inform you that I would fight you. So, you might want to check that, right? <laughs> That's the delusion of being a man. <laughs> or, like, I guess the reality of it. Like, the fight or flight where it's like, you know? So, in my deluded state of, you know... <laughs> being a hack MMA fighter or something. I don't know what I've been smoking on making me think I'm Superman or something. But, you know, I've been noticing a little bit of my, you know, testosterone peeking out of the corners of my eye, you know. (laughs) So when she's bounding up these stairs in front of me, this old hen, this grandmother that I work with, I'm like, what is she? What are you trying to prove to me? But the other day, I caught her bounding up the stairs when she didn't know I was around. Because up until that point, I thought I thought she was just putting up a show for me, right? Or trying to put on a show for me. But it's like, oh no, she's doing it for her own exercise. Which made me take a step back and have a little bit more respect. I'm like, oh, okay, she's just doing it for her own exercise. She's not trying to intimidate me, test my manhood. Some, you know, 62-year-old grandmother trying to do <laughs> stair sprints with me, right? And I caught her doing these uh, stair sprints when she didn't think I was watching. I'm like, oh, she's doing it for her own exercise. Then I started going, um, oh, this goose, giddy up. Oh, this goose has got a little bit of giddy up to her. Giddy up. This goose, this goose has got a little bit of giddy up to her. Giddy up. I took the day out, I took the time out of my day to be a mental patient. That's what like, you know, a true goofball, like the heart of comedy is like, you you know, most persons would just like look at that situation and like let it fly, like let it pass. Like they wouldn't even think about it. But I took the time and due diligence out of my day to sit around contemplating why a 62 year old grandmother would have the need to do stair burpees in front of me, sprinting up a flight of stairs. Then when I noticed that, oh, she's doing it for her own personal health, I congratulated her and I took the opportunity to be a little bit of a mental patient about it. Oh, that goose has got a little bit of 
Giddy up to her. Giddy up. Oh, that old goose. Giddy up. <laughs> I spent like an hour doing that. I would like walk around and whenever I noticed nobody was like looking, I'd go, Giddy up. <laughs> it's funny to me. And it is funny. Giddy up. That old goose got a little bit of giddy up to her. Giddy up. <laughs> I did it so much that I woke up the next morning. I'm like, fuck, I think I got coronavirus. <laughs> oh, shit. I knew I shouldn't have eaten that pantalonian or pantagonian. I knew I shouldn't have eaten that little fucking advark, aardvark. Oh, my God, what did I do? <laughs> I got coronavirus, I'm going to die. Uh, I'm like, oh no, I got a little bit of a rasp in my throat from going, giddy up. <laughs> so, you know, that's some of the joy that I've been finding at work. So it's not at all gray. There are some rainbows and sunshine. Is it homophobic to hate rainbows? Oh, look at that rainbow. Close the window. You know, but, you know, you gotta have joy and fun and, you know, it's not all gray skies. Sometimes there's rainbows and sunshine in the workplace, right? Have that little fun as well. So, yeah, that's been my week. My week of revelation in business, you know, and I hope that's relatable to anybody out there. These are important things to consider, I think. Granted, some of y'all might be further along the line than I. Some of y'all might be lagging behind. <laughs> but it's all very interesting thought and conversation. Do hit me up. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Like, are you a business owner? Are you a business um, enthusiast? Are you a business aspiring business person? Like, what is of importance to you to focus on in your business? I'd love to hear about that. Hit me up. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, moving forward, um, if you are new to the podcast, I am an actor, stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Performer of the Moan, ladies and gentlemen, and damn proud of it. Yeah. Um, sometimes there's just not enough time in the day. Sometimes in a career, you just gotta let a situation lie. And that's kind of where I'm at this week in terms of my acting and stand-up comedy. I was very busy with um, work. I was very busy with my production company, Noi Productions, doing what I had to do to facilitate that. So the performing, acting, stand-up comedy took a little bit of a backslide. Um, there's things that I like to keep on top of in order to um, keep the spark, you know, going in my performing. And there's been a few things I had to, you know, kind of put on the back burner. But hey, you know, um, we got the podcast, the vodcast. This is episode number 171. And um, we're going forward strong. As always, new, entertaining, interesting things of value and insight to come here at JR the P. You know, leave it up to an actor, comedian to babble on like a brook. That's all, folks. Till next time, folks. Hallelujah. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Giant and James Ramtran. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent April 3rd in the year of our Lord, 2021. Toronto Transit Commission, TTC. Haul out a player. Are these dipshits out to lunch? Good lord. You know, I'd rather walk some days than, you know, deal with them dummies. 
Business, business, business. What's going on in business? What are your insights, folks? Coronavirus, COVID-19. Are we out of the woods yet? You know? When is it ever going to be enough for these uh, pundits? The show is available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, my own website, jonathan-ramcharan.com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, if you're digging the show, please help my black ass out. Share me with a friend. Till next time, folks. You live it, you love it, you realize it. Aight? The best is yet to come. Peace.